All right, good morning, everybody. Happy 2021. Finally happy to say something besides 2020. And I'm joined here today by Steve Parisi, President and CEO, IBC Global. Steve, how are you today? Happy New Year. Hey, Mike. Thanks. I am fantastic. Nice and chilly outside in January, but it's it's going well. How, how about Feels you? Feels good, man. Nice and dry. Sun is shining. All good. Right Vince, on. This I, is good. Plugging away. Right on. I was suffering during my run early this morning, though. For whatever reason, my legs weren't going, but yeah. it's in the books. That's all. That's all that matters now. Yeah, you got it done. That's good. It's, it's good. in the books. <laughs> I'll be doing that later on. Not the run, though. It'll be something else in the, in the basement. Pumping iron. Nice. Um, so I wanted to talk today. Uh, I've had a couple of cases recently. I know that you deal with this all the time. Let's talk about um, when you're working with consumers, when you're working with clients, and they've got, they're holding an illustration or they're holding some kind of data from like a, a lower tier, no name life insurance provider. And you're trying to convey to them the importance of working with, you know, the blue chip carriers, the blue chip products. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's hard, you know, from a consumer perspective, it's very easy for a consumer to look at somebody like me or somebody like you and say, well, you're just trying to, you know, push your, you know, your product, or you're just trying to push your, your relationship here. Um, how do I know that that's really best? And if I'm a consumer who doesn't know a lot about the market, I'm probably looking at a life insurance illustration and accepting that as this is what's going to happen. This is Bible. You know, it might not be fully guaranteed, but this should be the path of this, of this contract. So how do you kind of talk through that without the consumer losing faith in, in you or in the process in general? Yeah, really good question because that happens in this industry, industry more than anything else. I mean, I, I was guilty of that when I first got into the industry. When I looked at a life insurance illustration, I'm like, hey, these numbers look fantastic long term. This is what it should do, right? And then I see another company that projected even better values. I'm like, okay, this has got to be the best company because they they beat everyone else. That was the verbiage I would use. They're beating everyone. I'm like, why? We should go with them. Uh, but as time passed, as I got uh, obtained more knowledge in the industry, and really, when I worked uh, at a firm where we design policies for corporations, and you're working with CFOs that have this on their books, and you look at much, much more than just an illustration. And the thing is, when you look at a life insurance illustration, it's an illustration that's showing, here's what the values are going to produce if the company's dividend rate stays the same forever, which it won't. If the company's mortality expenses, mortality charges, insurance expenses, everything in their current operating environment as it is right now stays exactly the same. And the reality of that is that never happens over a long duration of time. A couple of years, you know, I've seen some companies for a span of years, their illustrations are identical year over year and the actual performance matches up with the illustration. 
for a span of five years, perhaps. Sometimes I've seen a little bit longer than that. But the point being is over a span of time, things will change. So to kind of get to your, your question as far as looking at an illustration and saying, hey, this company, whoever it might be, is projecting fantastic results. Like they show the best values in the industry. That's the one to go with because that's what every new insurance agent will think. And as a consumer, you'll definitely think that. But once you gain experience, like my big thing is, and I talk about this all the time, is I want to see actual data performance that a company says, hey, aside from our illustrations, here's some policies we have on the books, and here is what they yield. The net internal rates of return, the net performance at the end of the day on cash value and death benefit. And I do like to match that up with the original projection as well. So, you know, I've been I've been in the business almost 10 full years. Uh, as far as this niche and going completely on my own, not, you know, my, my background in learning all this, designing policies for corporations is one thing. But since I've been designing it for people that we've been working with, we've got policies that are about seven years old. And I have a ton of fun taking those and tracking them to say, okay, here is the original projection. Is it actually doing that? A little bit less based off the guarantees. Is it still breaking even year five, which they are when they're properly designed? And we've seen policies that are much older than seven years too. We have a lot of historical examples, but to, I guess to sum this up, like the big thing is seeing data. Uh, I, and I've seen data provided from four companies consistently um, being Mass Mutual, Guardian, New York Life, and Northwestern Mutual. And my thing is I want independent data from whether it's them or a smaller company we're trying to work with, not here's us versus the competition and why we're so much better. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, here's how we design policies. Do you have anything that just shows your actual performance over time and is it decent? Like that has it produced a net net internal rate of return of 4% or greater, for example. I've seen that firsthand with the bigger guys. Smaller companies we're working with to try and obtain the data. Some are willing to share, some aren't, but that's okay. I mean, that'll come with time. But the main thing is, is I guess, putting the illustration aside and looking at the actual performance. Um, you know, when we talk to consumers, I'll often, if we know it's a competitive case, we'll show a number of companies and some smaller carriers that project fantastic results. And they'll pay us more in commission as well. But we'll communicate that to the consumer saying, hey, these values do look the best. Most of our clients that we work with don't go this direction. And the main reason why, yes, they look good on paper, but I just haven't seen the actual performance yet. So it's a bit more of a risk. It's still a whole life product. So you don't have risk there. But the risk is, is it going to do what someone that's already proven has done and is still presently doing? That's the thing you look at. And then, of course, copy people with the money, big banks, corporations, wealthy individuals, they're using those top carriers, not just because their size and their ratings, but real actual performance. I just- Yeah, because you know, you mentioned ratings. I've been in competitive situations before with, um, I'm not gonna mention any names, but let's say a, you know, what I would consider to be a, a, a lower tier carrier with a similar kind of design. So we're kind of comparing yeah. apples to apples. 
and it's a carrier where I feel like I've identified real situations of underperformance, a history of yeah. underperformance and not really delivering on, you know, projected illustrated values. But they're, you know, it's not like it's some floundering company. They're highly rated. You know, I mean, if you stack mass mutual against, say, a smaller, you know, what, what we would say is like a next tier yeah. life insurance provider, they're still very highly rated companies. It's not like they're oh, suspect yeah. companies. We don't mm -hmm. have, you know, issues like that. So you really have to get the client comfortable with, you know, I think we, you said it best, like, okay, you can go this route. Most of our, uh, you know, our best clients do not go this route, yeah. you know, just because we haven't seen the, the actual performance with this particular carrier, just because they're illustrating in this way, doesn't mean that this is what this is going to look like in 10 years. Yeah. And I think that's very, very important. And the reason why is whole life insurance and the industry gets beat up so, so much by you know, competitors, call it uh, buy term and invest the rest. Someone that is very, very diehard in that strategy. If they see a whole life insurance product that illustrated great values and then just produced poor, poor values, and then the consumer's unhappy, because when someone is dissatisfied, that's when it's going to come up. I thought I was going to have a million dollars and now I only have 400,000. Like I did everything you told me, like, what's up, man? <laughs> that, that kind of stuff happens. So when that exists, now all of a sudden, a competitor that is very, very anti-whole life, it makes it so easy for them to come and say like, look, it said it was gonna do this, but it just produced horrible values. And that at our company is something we do not want. And, and that's why I'm so adamant about historical performance. I think the words the big four have come out of my mouth. I don't, I can't even count 10 million times, whether it's our marketing, one-on-one -on -one meetings, and the reason why is, again, like I've seen the data and some of those big four, like Northwestern, as a broker, we can't even use them. However, I speak very highly of them because we've seen the data there. Like, that's the thing. So solid company. They back, they back it up. They do. They do. So, I mean, that's the thing. I want to make sure anyone we work with is with a product that is going to maximize their value, cash value and death benefit, looking at long term but the short term as well guarantees everything and it, it just so so mimics the model that big banks and corporations do we without getting to any details we worked with a bank i want to say earlier this year but we're in 2021 now um in 2020 and we looked at several carriers without getting into any details they selected two of the four major mutuals as they look at it it's the same thing again because the numbers look good but looking at the actual data, the guarantees, historical performance, other banks that have it on their books, like this is it. Like why would I go with another carrier that might look okay, but like there, there's no proof of performance there. Like you're you're going to the draft, you're taking a, a high-rated college quarterback that might do really well, but he not, might not do well, <laughs> right? Or do you want to get the veteran? Do you want Tom Brady there that, okay, I'm going to get 40 touchdowns this year no matter what happens? <laughs> yeah, if you're looking at it, similar yeah. performance ceiling, yeah, but more reliability. There you go. <laughs> no, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. So that that's how I look at it, and we, we emphasize that so much. Like if if your goal 
All right, so Mike, if you're a, a potential client working with us, if your goal is just to park money, let it sit and grow, leave a legacy to your family, if your goal is to use a policy for real estate, to pay off debt, take retirement income from, whatever your goals are, like my thing that we're going to stress to you is we want to first and foremost maximize the cash value upfront and long term and then the flexibility of the policy. So you don't feel like you're getting a bill and it's a burden every month or every year. If you get that down, maximum cash value, and you've got a, a nice size death benefit there for legacy planning, but maximum cash value, no matter what you do, you're going to be in the best possible position because you've got more capital to work with. Like you're you're set up. So that's what we do with everyone first and foremost, teach them how to do that and then use the policy to fit their goals. But if you've got the maximum amount of money, like you're you're good. Well, yeah, because, we, you know, regardless of goals, and, I, and I'll talk about this as a consumer, because I am a consumer of whole life, as you know, regardless of goals, I want maximum performance. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> cash value and death benefit. I want my paid up additions to grow my death benefit in just the same fashion that I want my paid up additions to grow my ta my cash value so I can access that cash. So, mm -hmm. um you know, it is critically important to me as a consumer to, uh, you know, not necessarily be wowed by a sexy illustration up front, but to really see five, six, 10 years in that I've got a policy that's delivering on what we projected. Um, it doesn't look exactly like what we projected, mm -hmm. but I want to see that performance down the road, not just you know, day one, when I buy the policy, I'm happy because I bought a great illustration. Yeah, fully agree. I mean, that that is, I like the way you summed it up, but so important because if you don't do that, I mean, life insurance, there's so many ways to sell it, depending on if you're asset-based planning and you're using the death benefit just as asset protection. There's so many ways to sell it. But after a policy is put in force, People look at their cash values, their statements, and sometimes question, why did I do this again? Like, how is this working? So you've got to have that reassurance. But at the end of the day, no matter what the reason is as to why they purchased that policy, this is money they're paying in. They're looking at the cash value. That's what they can access today. That's on their balance sheet today. If that's optimized, they're going to look at it and say, ah, I like that. You got to smile. <laughs> if they got next to nothing or, hey, this is just, it's it's $50,000 less than what I thought I would have. Like, what's going on here? I got to look at something else. Like, that's a consumer mentality. We know that, I would think that if I'm looking at any other account comparing, hey, should I look at a different strategy because it's not working? Just thinking through that, putting ourselves in their shoes. I mean, that that's important to do. And if you do that, then you're going to set them up properly and everyone's happy. Yep. Um, all right. I want th th there's a bunch of other, I want to get into some stuff with you about case design that is similar along these lines, but we're going to do that next time. I know we've both got some, some new year initiatives going on today and, uh, you know, we're cranking away. I would say for anybody out there, um, if you are in the insurance business, if you're familiar with what Steve and I do and you want to get more involved and you know you really want to kickstart your sales and kickstart your activity in 2021. Reach out to to either one of us. I mean, you've got two guys here who uh, are not suffering from uh, from the doldrums of a pandemic or uh, 
you know, sitting back and licking our wounds and feeling sorry for ourselves, right? No, no, go, go all in. I mean, a big thing is keeping everyone busy. Yeah, good. Um, so any questions, feel free to reach out to me. I'm Mike Courtney, Mass Mutual Eastern Pennsylvania, Steve Parisi, IBC Global. We'll be back to you next week. We'll be talking about case design. We'll be talking about maximizing performance in a variety of different areas. Steve, have a great rest of the week. I'll be talking to you soon. Likewise. Thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate the Thanks. time. Mm -hmm. All right.